This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Amos chapter 3 verse 7. Thank you choir. Praise the Lord. Everybody read together before we take our seats. What's the meaning of surely? Okay. So let's go on. One, two, go. Surely God will do. What's the meaning of nothing? That means there is nothing God does or not that he first of all will not show somebody. He reveals his plans to prophet, to announce. Let's take it a step further, what we've been talking about this morning. Hallelujah. I read up for a purpose. So it is in God's nature to always reveal his plan to somebody before execution. As a matter of fact, everything God has to do or not, somebody has to announce it by a prophetic word. I just read that to let you know how powerful prophecies can be. Second Kings chapter 7. You can have your seats. Let's read this one sitting. Second Kings 7. Which you are familiar with. I think we read it a few times. From verse 1. I stopped here last week when they wanted to cut off Elisha's head, then prophecy came out. You remember? Praise the Lord. Now the Bible says, Then said Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley. For a shekel in the gate of Samaria. If you remember very well, it's important that we have a bit of recap of what we're talking about. Because this is such a crucial topic. If you remember, when we read 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and then Romans chapter 12. In Romans 12, when Paul said that if you prophesy, you prophesy according to the proportion of your faith. I explained that there are two streams of prophecy, or two sides. You can prophesy what God shows you. But there is also ability for some to prophesy by faith. That means they can make a decree, and God will endorse a decree. But it must happen under certain conditions. Are you following me? So that's what the Bible said that he that prophesies, let him do it according to the proportion of his faith. The one that is a direct revelation from God does not need your faith. If God shows me that Pastor Chigo will become a millionaire, billionaire by tomorrow morning, I don't need faith. If I see a revelation that tomorrow somebody uh, in, a, in a vision, Imagine a vision. I just saw that somebody gave him a private jet. And I, I can announce to him. But you see, someone that is anointed can also walk up to him and say that, you know what? Before the end of tomorrow, you are going to have a car. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. One, a direct revelation of God's plan. The other one, is called the blessing of a prophet. So Jesus said, if you give a cup of water to a prophet, what will happen? He said you will receive a prophet reward. There is what is called a prophet reward. But it's according to the capacity of the prophet. Amen. So there are certain men on that who can look at a barren woman and say that, go and bring your baby next year. By a prophetic word. Not because God has spoken to them. They are spoken from the reservoir of their spirit. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. In the office of a prophet, it's like in your office, there's what they call impress. You have control over impress. 
And depending on where you work, some impress can be 20,000. Some impress can be 10 billion. Depending on where you work. So also it depends on the level of the anointing of the prophet. God gives him ability in the spirit to decrease certain things, not because he has heard from God. And that's why every prophet of God, every anointed vessel of God, out of compassion can bless you. This is why God wants we minister same. There are times we can bless even what God is not blessing. And it will come to pass. Why? There is grace on you to do so. I get what I'm saying. So, but in this level, one has to be very careful. I'm saying this for a reason. So, the story of Elisha we read, this is actually according to that, there was no record that God spoke to Elisha. He gave that prophecy because he wanted to escape death. When the king said that, why are we in trouble? He said, God punish me if I don't kill Elisha today. And as the servant was coming with salt, Elisha said, hey, about this time tomorrow. <laughs> now don't kill me. Hey, about this time tomorrow, a measure of wish up. And now look at the next thing that followed. That's where I'm going. And I want to just show you a bit of the power of prophecy. And then I want to explain how we can operate this second one that you begin to speak anointed words, prophetic words, and God will actually endorse what you are saying. Actually, there is no prophet that can just say anything. And I'll give you a reason. Whether for the first time prophet that say direct revelation from God, or the one that comes from your spirit, you can't just say anything. You can't just say tomorrow, Nigeria, you can't just say anything. Something must lead to it. It might not be the first level, which is direct revelation. But even the second level is controlled by something. And when Paul said you can all prophesy, he actually was speaking more of the second level. That you can all speak by an inspired utterance that can be a blessing. And when it comes to making a decree also, every Christian is given ability to make a decree. And thou shalt decree a thing, and what will happen? It shall be established unto you, but there are some factors that must be considered in making a decree. Otherwise, I can just wake up and say that there will be 10 billion in my account tomorrow. It will happen if the factors are followed. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Now, when Elisha, go back to that, when he said that at the gate of Samaria, and the king's servant doubted it, let's go to verse 3, or verse 4. Verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said one to another, Hi. Prophecies are powerful. These lepers, had, they had sat there for a long time. But when Elisha spoke, that word entered the atmosphere. Listen to me, everybody. All the things you see on this plane, they are being controlled from the spirit realm. Some people don't understand these things. Especially some Nikon on Facebook. People don't understand what is going on. That every execution you see, physically or not, is being governed by some laws and some thoughts and some voices in the spirits. It is true. Listen to me. Robbers have robbed many people. If there is no sentence of death against them, armed robbers will collect their phone, collect their and let them go. But I'll see where they collected somebody's stop. The robber was going and turned back and shot the person. That, see, there are, okay, there are controls. And that's why the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty through God in pulling down strongholds, casting down imagination. And the Bible says, bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. These things, many of them, strongholds are not one ancient woman in your family. The most powerful of them are thoughts, 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 thoughts. Thoughts that Satan will sow in the spirit and to enter a man's heart physically. Somebody can pass by a brother and for some reason just think about let's sack this person. These things, they happen a lot when boards are having a meeting. One statement by somebody. One statement by somebody. I will never forget what happened to somebody that I know. And this lady, anytime I see her, she's extremely beautiful. She's even she loved the guy. 
And again, they were already thinking of each other. The guy. But the guy's friend came one day to school. And, you know, she was standing and they were driving. And he told his friend, I look at that beautiful lady that she's actually a friend of mine. I'm thinking about her. And now I'm just like this one. She's not fine. And because that friend has so much influence on his friend, immediately he just backed. The lady understand why this guy was coming close and he just stopped coming. Words and thoughts. Words and thoughts. When Satan wanted to destroy the Jewish people, man just said that because Mordecai did not greet him. You see, many people do it. We stand like that's why the Bible says, don't wrestle against flesh and blood. People are not your enemies. If your mother-in-law comes in and she begins to provoke you, don't tackle things from a physical point of view. I don't know what, what, what you ask. If you ask analysts to analyze, they will say that, why a man, ah, but the car didn't greet you. Why didn't he greet you? Why he too did not greet you? It, it's beyond that. Satan wanted the Jewish people destroyed. And he looked for a man who had the capacity to do so. Does it make sense because somebody did not greet you, you are going to wipe off his entire family and entire nation? How do wars start in nations? Even if you watch a movie like Troy, what could, I mean, for that's a movie, but somebody just chose the wife of a king, something will just cross somebody's mind and he will execute it. The next thing, I watch, I love epic movies a lot. If you see things that created war in the ancient times, small, small things like this, small, small things, one utterance, one thought, one act. And the next thing, 50,000 people are dead. Satan likes it. There is a statement of death in the spirit. How it will manifest as somebody will carry it out physically. It is true. This is why, you know, I've told you about praying in tongues and worship. Yeah. There can come a client and provoke you and your boss can support him and fire you. Can that be an ordinary client? The man might not even know what he's doing. He begins to complain about everything you have done. And they take his complaint seriously and then they ask this person to leave. You are not to hate that person. It's an orchestration. See, if it's removed from the picture, Satan will sow the thought to someone else. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. This is why some nations, including one that you are very familiar with, you have complained about every president. Once one goes, another one will come and say, the situation is getting more and more terrible. It tells you that it's not about a man. There is something beyond a man going on. We wrestle not. So, in a similar vein, as thoughts are released negatively, also when you release prophetic words, you unlock something positively. So these people did not know. Why? Let's go back to the words of the four lepers. One question you should ask is that, why didn't they say this before? Go back to verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said one to another, why sit here till we die? Ah, sometimes when I'm teaching, I sense the anointing of God. You will decree a thing this morning, and your words will go into the spirit and effect some major changes. Now, these guys did not know what's going on in the, that Elisha said anything. They didn't know. But if you look at it, they had been sitting for a long time. After Elisha spoke, the next lap, one of them just said that, ah, why are we sitting down here? It just came like an idea. Because oh, there was famine in the city. And in those days, leopards must stay outside town. So farming shot the people in. They were surrounded by foreign nations. So in those days, every time that happened, people would not come out of town. But nations understood that how to get a nation surround them. They would be able to farms were outside. After a while, hunger would kill everybody inside. That was what was happening. But because these people were leopards, they were already outside the city. One of them just said, I come, oh, we've been hungry for days. He said, we'll soon die. And he said that, let's look at it. There is famine in the city. If we go to the city, we will still die. They're already hungry. If we sit here, we will die. But you see, the enemies that surround our nations, they are called Syrians. Let's go and meet them. They might just consider the fact that we are leopards. 
they might pity us and give us food. And we say, you know what? Should they choose not to give us food and kill us? It's still the same equation, death. He says, so going to the city, death is 100% certain. Everybody's hungry. They were already boiling their children eating. Sitting down here, death is 100%. Say, but the Syrian looks like 50-50. They might say, these guys are leopards. Let's leave them alone. And if they kill us also, it's a boy. This one seems to, I, I don't, if you don't understand what I'm saying. Yes, that there's a kind of chance of safety in this one. And they say, okay, let's follow the one that has 50 50. Only for them to get there. And they discovered the Lord had thundered. The Syrian had, they had fled long time ago. There was food, camel, donkey, clothes, gold in abundance. And people, I, lacrostelish. The connection between a dying soul in the wilderness and abundance on the other side is a prophetic word. Somebody say loud amen. amen. Lift up your right hand. Can you speak a word about December? I don't know what you are going to say. I just like you should make a decree. Because when, uh, I hope I get it. When I say something like this, I always want you to quickly re release a word. I always wanted to say something. Can you speak about this week you are entering into? Can you make a decree? Say what comes from your heart with boldness. Not just from your limbs. Say what comes from your heart that you believe in. Under this anointing, say something. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Is somebody with me? Hey, I need to hear you. Yes, the, the church will be alive. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you tracking me? Are you following me? Are we understanding this so far? Yes, Elisha just spoke and what you have just said now, if you have said it in faith, there are people also who are sitting down. There are files and mails and your messages and what you have said sitting down. When a prophetic word goes, it will also manipulate that word in a positive sense. Now, things in the spirit that a thought will just come to somebody's heart. That why can't we do something to help this person? He might start with somebody watching TV and he sees someone that looks like you. Then your memory comes back. He has forgotten all your applications and appeals. You spoke to somebody about something he cannot even remember anymore. But he's, he passes somebody on a Saturday in a party. And this looks like Sheyi. Then he begins to remember Sheyi. If I begin to tell you stories... He begins to remember Shei, and he says, okay, okay. When we're coming in, which many of you are familiar with very well, we were speaking from Toyin. All the agents, the manager that brought us here saw the lawyer in charge. And that was not the direct lawyer. It was a friend of direct lawyer who insisted on 30 million per year. I were proposing 25. Just said and said that's the end. And, and at the end of the day, not even only 30 million, they wanted us to pay for five years straight. And we did have that money. And look, and the deal ended there. The guy tried to help us beg the man. It ended there. I have never seen this girl in my life. She studied physiotherapy. She, is just, she was just 20 years old. Studied physiotherapy. Was planning to go and do masters abroad. Why waiting? Decided to work under a man as an agent. Said that she came into service one day. And she heard that I said that church was looking for a place. She didn't come to see me. She didn't talk to me. She didn't tell anybody that she was an agent. She had the, when I mentioned I went to a place and then that they're asking for five years and everything, on her own, she located this building. She came here. Indians were here. They had just moved out then. She met the security people at the gate. She knelt down to beg them that, look, I'm a young lady. This is my first job, blah, blah, blah. 
can you please? I know you guys are the security men. You will know the real lawyer in charge. They are turning over this place that I want his number. And one of the men said that you are so respectful and gave her the number. She went to meet the lawyer without talking to me and said to the man that see, there is a church interested in what you are there. I am. The lawyer was so much. He said, you look too young for what you are doing. He said, yes, sir. I just doing this year and I'm 20. I said, so why do you say, well, I'm just doing this because I'm, I'm supposed to travel out later for my master's. I just want to make some money outside my pen. The man said, I'm impressed about it. He said, he said, son, I'm impressed about what you are doing. He said, this is wonderful. He said, for your sake, I'm bringing the child back on this table. When I went to see the man, he did not say. He opened his file and showed me eight checks paid by an organization, 30 million on it for eight years, 240. He showed me. And he said, you guys are just offering minus five million only two years. I'm going to stop them. And is that normal? What happened to this girl? You know, whoever must hear your voice in the spirit, they will hear this morning. Ah, Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know, this will work for living and non living things. So, I told you last week, Elisha was going and the young men were abusing him. Go, balladed man. He just spoke. Where did the sheep come from? The Bible said two sheep came out and talked for the two of them and they didn't see any other person. The sheep were in the wood enjoying their life, or the bear, sorry, two bears. The bears were in the wood, enjoying their life. When Elisha speaks, a man cannot speak a language of animal. But see, in the prophetic, I hear, everything is connected. When Elisha spoke, one bear just looked at the other and said that, why, why are we eating wood? Why can't we eat those for the two guys? But that thought never crossed their mind before. And in the name of Jesus Christ, even thought Satan is sowing against you, and that some men are trying to execute. We are bought those thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm not even entered the message because I, I'm something is Pastor Money here. She's gone to Canada. Apparently, she's watching now. You don't know Pastor Money about David's wife. Pastor Money told me when you are together. She wasn't feeling fine. She was on admission in usage. That was, that was part of what told me that, see, this is what, even if you are going to hospital, you better pray. She was on the bed. And a man had, I don't know what was wrong with the man. They operated, they opened up the man, the consultants. And when they were through with the man, the consultant just told the senior range. That's uh, next to a consultant, a senior doctor, consultant, they are the highest, some of these professors in usage. It just was not that I said, so Maurice's bed was there. She was anyone who said, show up the man and remove his glove, remove the uh, uh, whatever, and left. When the man wanted to show he, he saw that the guy had appendicitis and decided to who will remove it. They've opened up the man's uh, bowel and removed the appendicitis. And then when they tried to resuscitate the man, he, he didn't come, out, come up again. He died. When he told his consultant, the man just said, did you do what I said? He said, I, I saw after that and I decided, and the consultant said, you are a fool. He said, the consultant was very upset. He said, so you think with my years of experience, I walk on that man for four hours, so you think I didn't see it? He said, when I told you to show him up, I realized that we have let him open for too long. That any moment from now will be too dangerous. So I said, show him up. That person said, we could have given him drug. It will be okay. He can now come back later to remove that. He says it's a minor surgery. It won't kill anybody. You show him up. He opens his eyes. We give him some ritual. He can use it for six months and come back later to cut up. He says, so you think I was alone with this guy for four hours. So you think I didn't see it there. And the silver the, were just looking. He just killed that man. But see, it wasn't him. A thought just occurred as he wanted to show that my God didn't do anything about this society. Let me do. He was trying to do good, but ended up killing the man. These are orchestrations beyond this realm. A thought just occurred to him that why? What about? Why don't you just remove this one also? 
Why not a thought like, when I saw him up and his back, I will tell my boss, ah, sir, we should have done something about that beside and the guy. Then let your boy, or why not run after the man when you're about to show him? Say, so excuse me, sir. I also noticed, and he will tell you that, oh, no, no, no. By the time you are through with the operation, it would have been sedated for too long. Don't do that. It, none of them will call to him. He just decided. Thoughts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when people go for an interview, sometimes I try to imagine what goes on in the heart of the interview that will make them just look at somebody and begin to harass the person. Sometimes it happens a lot at the embassy. They will just look at somebody for no reason, say no. It's like a thought. The person is just looking at him. This guy looks like Yahoo Yahoo. <laughs> and it's not. And based on that, he says, I remember one fellow like that. By the time, maybe the fifth time, the white man said, I have checked your record. I don't see any reason why these people are turning you down. He said, this is rather funny. And he just changed his face and he said, you know what? Even though I don't see any reason, maybe I'm not seeing what they are saying. I too, we have to say no. That's what he told the guy. The guy broke down and started crying. Then he knew that they were behind him. That he did not go alone. <laughs> I don't know whether somebody is following what I'm saying. This is why repeatedly. But when, how does this happen? I want to show you something about the part that you have to do. Basically, write it down. The prophetic word is actually sensitive to environments. Put the word atmosphere. I don't know whether I'll finish day, but when I get to the end of it, you will understand why you should be in church and should be in a meeting where you should be. The Spirit of God is actually very sensitive to atmosphere. So, out of mercy, people who watch service at all, God can talk there, but that's not a divine plan. Except maybe you are, you are sick or you, are, you travel, you can but to just stay at home on the good, God didn't design Christianity like that. There is an atmosphere. Let me show you this. Second Kings chapter 3. Let's start from verse 6. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 6. Is somebody getting something from today's Bible study? And Jonah went to Samaria at the same time, number Lord Israel, verse 7. And they went to Joseph. And let's start from verse 10. Uh, where they, and the king of Israel said, Alas, the Lord has called this three king to deliver them to the hand of Moab. Verse 11. But Joseph has said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord? So three nations wanted to go and fight Moab. Edom, Israel, and Judah. By that time, Israel and Judah are split into two nations. So you have Israel, you have Judah, like Sudan and South Sudan. Israel, Judah, and then you have Edom, who came from Esau. So they formed an, a, a kind of alliance. And then they were going to fight Moab. Moab came from Lot. We were going to fight Moab. And after days of moving around, there was no water. And in those days, that meant death for the soldiers. After going, but they would travel with animals and for days, no water. And the king, one of them said that God has called us to destroy us. If you're a bad person, you always suspect God. But Joseph was one of them, was a good man. Joseph said that, I know there's a problem. God is not destroying anybody. We only need a prophet. We say, is there no prophet around? And somebody said, here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. Ah, to them, that was a mighty CV. They didn't say that a man who has given 50 prophecy. They just said that a man that served Elijah. Elijah. They said, if he served Elijah, the prophet of fire, he must be a prophet of fire also. Then Joseph has said, uh, next verse, the word of the Lord is with him. I want when I was doing a live broadcast. Never listen to a prophet whose pedigree you don't know. You might be falling for a soothsayer. I get what I'm saying. 
don't let anybody randomly walk up to you and begin to say some nonsense. All because of, I mean, people enter a shop and start praying and they close their eyes and you don't pray with somebody that you have no agreement with. If the person shares a word with you and the word blesses you and he wants to pray, fine. But someone just enter your shop randomly and start saying that, you see, I'm a prophet, I saw a gate and, you know, I was in the Bible side and the guy walked in and he began to talk about, I now saw a gate and the gate now open for all of you. And he brought out a point, so he had give offering. I told the Bible to wait for a while. I just turned back and looked at the guy. I said, why are you messing up the name of the Lord like this? And the Bible asked him that, is it the gate of the estate or which gate did you see? I was just wondering. One day at Beatrice, I came downstairs and a boy met me. He gave two accurate prophecies. But he said the son of one imam and he said that this one, I just, I said, I said, thank you, I understand what you are saying. What you are seeing, Satan can see. Witches can see now, beyond normal. So I don't know why a Christian should be impressed that somebody don't submit yourself to bondage. Be careful. Don't submit yourself to bondage. Be careful. They brought a case to me. I don't like saying some of these things because we're on air. They brought a case to me. For years now, the wife every night goes to the pastor's house to sleep with the pastor. The guy knows, the lady's not denying it and he can't do anything about it. They have been bound. Bound. And the associate pastor left and talked about the father saying, I am not innocent in this matter. He said, all the girls are around the church. And he said, it's like they, he said, they don't know what we are doing today. It's like hypnotism. So even married women. All in the neighbors. There are that guy, honestly speaking, the first time I saw him, I told the people around me that this man is diabolical. And so I wasn't sure when I started hearing all these things. So everyone who enters his office, once he lays his hands on you, you are a servant, a servant forever. I said, God delivers you. Whatever it tells you to do, you don't know. You just don't know. Part of the people are doing this to two sisters of the same father and the same mother. They both knew and they couldn't do anything about it. You know, a time because people we have to just tell them. Just, any, anybody comes and they are praying, you knew that they put the hand on you. And the Bible gave you a warning that even Paul said to Timothy, do not lay hand on anybody suddenly. Don't be a partaker of anybody's sin. There is a transaction between somebody laying hands and the one that the hand is being laid upon. This is the genesis of the problem of many Christians. One prophet came to pray over them and release demons over them. And control starts. One sister told me that the one prophet went to the sister and that one is always collecting things from the sister and said that she will have an accident if she didn't give some money. I said, if you give him one cobble from that day, You'll be under a spell. Whatever he now tells you to do and you don't do, you, it will have repercussion. And you will think he's a prophet of God. This is just playing around you. I said, call him and tell him that I said that you are not giving him one call, but nothing will happen to you. I said, sister, if you have an accident, come and arrest me. And this is where Africans are because you want somebody, you know, is somebody who can, you know, I want somebody who can see, 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 you know, and everything. And where somebody is telling you the power of God for you, and because the, the person has not told you that you can see three old women behind you. That's what you want to hear. There are a few among us who come to this church, who hear the word of God, and who still give attention to silly things like this, because you live in fear. Amen. Of course, I won't mention, but one of our leaders, and so when they wanted to get married, some of you know the people I'm talking about, that the mother of the bride, she was so concerned. Then she came to meet me. She actually went to one man. It's a very popular Morioka. The man said they should do a big wedding. That something will happen one of them, that something will happen to them. Wedding that we're already planning. That we had planned how we eat rice and... When the mom told them, they refused. And so the mom came to see me. And she sat to me and she told me that, Pastor, they are not, they didn't say they should not do the wedding, but they must not do a, a big party. That let's just make it a very private that this one, 
I just got up and I said, Ma, look at me very well. We will drag this party. I said, if anything happens to any one of them, hold me responsible. But when they, after the marriage, something happened, truly, she got pregnant. That was what happened. <laughs> and they are two children now. Then, you know, one service, the mom came for service here. Yeah, she was blessed. Because that thing challenged her. I didn't tell her I saw anything. I just told her that when God's word is speaking, let every prophet shut up. There's nobody superior to scripture. When I told her that she was afraid. Do you know the day of the wedding, the mother sat at the back. She was thinking that something will happen. We rushed the service because we were eager to eat rice. We had a nice time. That caterer was very good. Ah, how, how many people are bound by fear? Fear. And because we are going through it, we, we are not telling you what we haven't experienced. Pastor Bia, the ectopia, after years of waiting, when she finally got pregnant, it was ectopia. It sounded like all forces of darkness were against us. And the thing ruptured inside her. She was, we were not supposed to have children. And she was taken under emergency to the hospital. And the day after the surgery and she was coming out, out of compassion, one of the people staying with us told her mom what happened. And the mom went to tell their prophet and the man called. How are you? I heard what happened. So he was talking to Pastor Abi and said, so your mother-in-law, where is she? She said, Abel Kuta. He said, you will buy a white uh, lace. We'll pray over it and you go and give her. I said, give me that phone. I told him, I said, you are very stupid. And I spoke prophetically. I said, sir, I will invite you in nine months' time to our naming ceremony. She was just coming out. Even when I finished, I wonder, what did I just say? She was just coming out of hospital. Do you know, actually, about 10 months after we had the baby? You know, the woman that called the man, she came. And I was looking at her, and madam, we didn't do what your prophet said. Here is our child. Hope you now have enough sense to know that your prophet has bound you. But you know what? She went back. Yeah. One of her sisters said, told me, they have a school. And this prophet will come in and tell the mother today, this is the witch disturbing your school. Tomorrow. And he made that to sack all the good hands she had. The last guy that left told the woman that, Ma, I have seen this man coming around to tell you things every now and then. You have told all the good stuff to go. I started this school with you and you have told me the same to go. I will go. Say my few story for you. He said, we are Christian, won't see anything, but let him continue to tell you and it was at the end she realized the school just went down. I've heard that story about three people, three people who have told me that they had the school and the prophet came and told them this, told them, told them that, and the school went down. Because God did not design that you should be led by prophets. As many as are led by the spirits. Are there prophets? Yes. But no genuine prophet will control people and do all these things to people. And substitute the voice of the Holy Spirit for himself. There's a prophet you must talk to when you are traveling. There's another one you talk to when you are going to market. Another one you talk to when you are pregnant. Another one you talk to when you are... When you, and, and then you have the prophet of your father, the prophet of your mother, the prophet of your uncle, the one that does VG with you, the one that does early money with you, the one that does afternoon with you. What is wrong with you? Lord, I want to stop. Is somebody blessed? But let me just stop at Elisha. Let's read again. So, he said, the Lord has come. He said, is there not a prophet? And they got the prophet. Go back to that second Kings chapter 3. Let's start from around that verse 11, 12. Scripture, man, please hurry up. Second Kings 3. I told you that when I say you stay with the scripture, stay. Now you are here now. So go back is difficult. Next verse. Elisha said to them, when Elisha saw them, he was angry. What have I to do with it? Get it to the prophet of thy father and the prophet of thy mother. I saw people are prophets of their father, mother. And the king of Israel said to him, no, the Lord is still saying the same thing. This is the king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah. The Lord has called these three kings to deliver them to Moab. Next verse. Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, a copy that statement from Elijah, before woman started, they were cautious of God's presence. 
Were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, your company in life matters. Elisha said that, honestly, why are you talking to me, king of Israel? Because this guy was born by Ahab and Jezebel. He was your son. He said, go and meet the prophet, 450 Asherah, prophet of your father and of your mother. He said, honestly speaking, if not I'm seeing Jehoshaphat with you, I won't even say you at all. Next verse. Now, he said, but now, bring me a mystery. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord, can I ask you a question? Have you found a way to connect with the Spirit? To connect to the anointing? The message Elisha gave afterward that you shall not see rain nor wind and this valley shall be filled with water. That message had been hanging in the spirits. It must be assessed. But you must have a method of assessing, assessing it. So, everybody understands my voice. You don't exactly need a prophet. Paul said you can all prophesy. The question is, have you found a way to plug into the spirit? I told that it has to do with atmosphere. I will tell you two things. Oh Lord, we'll continue from here next week as the Lord grants us grace. Let's say Elisha was a prophet. King Saul was not a prophet. In 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 10 and in 1 Samuel chapter 19 verse 19 in those two places, Saul also prophesied. In his own case, not that a minstrel played. He found himself in the company of prophets. Ayah. At times, as you pray in the spirits, you are elevated to plug into something other than yourself. For some people, worship gets them there. For some, or better still, the combination of the two. But there is the third aspect. At times when you are in an atmosphere where the presence of God is strong, your spirit man can catch a revelation from God. Not because of you, but because of the prevailing atmosphere. Everybody began to say that a son also among the prophets. Elisha being a man of the spirit, he just, he had known by experience that when I'm not sensing it and I need to give a word, there is something I can do. That sounds like an encouragement to many people listening to me. That when there's an obstacle and this one, I know. That's why I started me showing the power of prophecy. If I know that a prophetic word can bring down any word. But the question is, the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 21. Prophecy, let's read. Did not come by the will of man. So I can't just wake up and say, about this time tomorrow, I will have 10 billion. You'll be soundly defeated. Prophecy did not come in the old time by the will of man, but only men of God spake as what? So, the thing is this. When you are moved by the Holy Ghost, prophecy will always come. So the Bible says, as the woman was, as the minstrel was playing, the hand of God came upon Elisha. What activity can you get involved with? And the spirit of now, for you, the only is not coming from outside. There is a steering from inside. And the anointing rises from within. And it's always linked to you saying something. We continue from here next week. Let me show you this one. Um, Jonah chapter 2. This is a prophetic prayer. Many people, we, we know about Jonah sleeping and running away from God. But this prayer will let you know how powerful Jonah was in the prophetic. No wonder God sent a man. He refused and God did not give up on him. Jonah was valuable to God. He had some revelations that were not common, like Balaam also. Some of these people found some secrets about God. Balaam, we will say that the one that sees the secret of God with his eyes open. And I will explain the meaning of that one day. Jonah prayed to the Lord from the fish belly. From where? From where? 
So when he prayed this prayer, he was still at the belly of the fish. Now look at the line up of the prayer. Verse 2. He said, I cry by the reason of my affliction to the Lord. What's the next word? Where is this guy right now? But can you see the way he's constructing his words? And he heard me. Out of the belly of hell I cried. And he heard my voice. Next verse. You have cast me to the deep. The floods compass me about. Next verse. Then I said, I am cast out of thy side. Yet I will look again towards thy holy temple. Next verse. The waters compassed me about the wind around my head. Next verse. I went out to the bottom of the earth. Yet thou hast brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. Next verse. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came to thee, into thy holy temple. Next verse. They thou observe thy vanities, forsake thy own mercy. Next verse. But I will sacrifice for thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay my vow that I vow. Salvation is of the Lord. Next verse. And the Lord spoke to the fish. <laughs> no man prayed like this in no covenant. Jonah was bound. He was in the belly of the fish. And what everyone started hearing him say was that, I cry and you heard me. I will pay my vow. That means I'm not dying. Even when God heard it, he said, who is praying like this? He said, vomiting. It's called prophetic prayer. He prayed. He prayed from the trouble, like a man out of trouble. It's like a single woman trusting God for marriage, praying like a married woman, thanking God for how she escaped a lifestyle of being single for a long time. Prophetic prayer. Anywhere this kind of prayer is uttered, whatever fish you are inside represent the situation will vomit you. Oh, I learned something one day. The Bible talks about when 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 the uh, Job was talking and some other people in the Bible, even Samuel said the same thing. He said, oh, Lord, why am I going to the grave? Shall the grave praise you? He said. There's no voice of thanksgiving in the grave. So don't let me go there. The Lord showed me that time. You don't want to be near grave. Be filled with thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Grave is a silent place. Yes, yes. Any Christian with a loud voice of thanksgiving, you and grave, you'll be so far apart. Yes, yes. Because there is a principle that governs the grave. It must be a quiet place. And when you are not sad, that's why ah, I will... Now be silent, I will always worship. Once people have problems, the first thing they do is to withdraw and keep quiet. They are on their bed, tossing to and fro. Hmm. Ah. If they can only in the midst of their trial begin to praise him, Grave will say concerning you, you are not one of the inhabitants here. You know, they say when you go to America, you behave and they deport you. Grave also will deport that we don't recognize those who praise God here. So you are not one of us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I heard this way. When you pray, don't rush out of prayer. Ah. Uh, for some people, your 30 minutes of prayer, you are, just, you are just beginning to knock. A time comes in prayer that the anointing carries you. This is why your spirituality will be so deep. The Lord can manifest himself right there in your room where you are. Then you will not need to look for a prophet. Right there where you are praying on your own, you can actually foretell your future in five minutes. And whatever you utter will come to pass. But you see, there is waiting upon the Lord, which I should pray. When you finish praying, don't rush out. At times, sit down there. At times, when you are true, that's where the Spirit of God wants to start. If a worship song will, uh, will help you, worship can help you travel further in your spirit, actually. You can play worship songs. For some people, it is the word that helps you. As you listen to a message, your faith rises. Help yourself with those things. 
help yourself with those things. Elisha just knew that he said, bring me the mission. He knew that if somebody could play, the anointing will come upon him again. What happened to him was that the anointing waned because he was angry. Anger and the anointing, you know, he was angry. When he saw Ahab's son, the anointing left. There are people, they kill the anointing. Two years ago, when I was in Bernice, which he was telling us, he said that, so we had a meeting, seven of us with him, and he said, I am so, so, I guide jealously those who sit the first three rows. He said, Kedrikuma taught him the same thing. Kedrikuma will not walk up to the stage until being sure that everybody, the first three to five rows, worshippers, and people that will respond to the word of God. Not those who will just be looking. And the power of God, well, hey, he moved. Oh, really? Okay. Because I told you, in the school of the spirit, atmosphere is very important. That might be all we deal with next week by the grace of God. Atmosphere is very important. There are people that you stay with, your faith goes down. Yes. You know, these are things that people don't know. I heard a man say he was trying to mock pastors. Let those pastors go and be all the beggars on the street. Jesus didn't go about healing everybody everywhere. By the pool of Bethlehem, they were multiple, only healed one man disappeared. But there were moments when he healed all, but not every time. But have you read when Jesus went to a town and they were doubting him? And the Bible said that he could do no mighty work there. He could do is a strong word. I read margins of some Bibles. He actually attempted to pray for the sick and it did not happen. That's why we say that he marveled at their unbelief. Even he shocked Jesus himself. So there is a kind of unbelief that can come from people and hinder the power of God. So it's not about God alone. It's also about vessels willing to receive. Let's rise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.